Welcome, friends, to a special guest episode with our friend Gabby. Welcome, Gabby. Hello. I'm so happy to be here after a little time away from you guys. Yes, you were. Wait, you were already on a podcast once, right? A couple times about random things. So, oh, everybody, go back and listen to all the episodes. All the episodes. Here you go. So you are American. I'm not yet American. You live in Virginia. Um, I met you uh, online via the DLP community. And we met while you were living in Germany, which, wait, how many, how, how long has that been since you oh gosh, moved? Probably at least three years ago. Oh my gosh. I know. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Um, that is a beautiful place. Germany is a beautiful place. No, I said the internet, like how it oh. connects together. <laughs> and the online Disney community, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, meeting in Disneyland Paris and, you know, all of our, almost all of our trips. Of course, we've had somewhere, you know, they yeah. were outside of DLP, but. Oh my gosh, I miss our fun times together. Hmm. Well, before we go and cry again, uh, because. <laughs> I'm hormonal being pregnant and you have, you just became a mom. So, con- well, a couple of months ago. So congratulations. Thank you. Baby's almost six months old. So oh my yeah, we're, gosh, we're waiting for your little guy. Oh, uh, and they're going to be besties. Yeah, they will. Besties. Um, so before we start with our little interview, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, so we got a DM of a lovely lady. Um who we spoke to, who messaged us uh, because she's also a Disney mom. Um, as you know, you relate to as well being a Disney mom. I will be a Disney mom. And you know that I have always had a very strong opinion about parents in Disney. And, <laughs> and children. children. Disney and children. And she messaged us and she was like, listen, I really love the podcast, but I was a little bit offended by some things you said about parents. And I said, listen, First of all, we created a podcast 2020 before I even thought of becoming a mom. And we definitely do want to emphasize that there are people in Disney parks who never go to Disney like the way we do and do not respect the social boundaries with children. So you have actually gone with baby Jamie to Disney World, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And first, I want to ask you, um, so my perception as being pregnant, uh, I'm now five and a half months I'm like oh my gosh is it possible with a baby or with a child or how how did you experience doing Disney World with a baby I would say slowly <laughs> <laughs> okay um so Jamie was like four months old and it was nice because we were comfortable and familiar with Disney World we have gone so many times before him we will go so many times with him um, but of course it was different because everything is just taken at a slower pace. So, you know, we didn't do quite as much and we only spent two days there cause it was just kind of like a quick stop on the way home. But if I were, you know, if it was an actual trip that we had planned in advance, you know, we would have done four to six days and really take our time. Um, but with the baby, um, you know, with him needing naps, with him needing to eat, um, it was just a lot of time kind of doing more like logistical things yeah. um, than actually doing rides, but we did parades. He did tons of rides in magic kingdom. There's so many rides that you can do that don't require a Whoa. height. Yeah. That don't, the, you don't need to be a certain height. Um, so in magic kingdom alone, there's like over 20 rides where, Whoa. you know, little babies can go on. So, um, it's the literally the perfect place to go. Yeah. Um, so nice. yeah. Okay, maybe a naughty question, but a question that I'm like thinking about myself. So just from my perspective, um, <laughs> I'm going to say it on a podcast already, but we are going to go in August with the baby, which has never, ever, ever been my plan. And I know our friend Julia, she left, <laughs> she left so hard in WhatsApp because she was like, I told you, you would be sooner than when the baby's. Oh yeah. Cause you old. said like two to four years old and I was uh, like, no, no, five to six I was okay. like, I remember this boy number. Yeah. Yeah. 
but okay i'm going with a small baby because i also think like he doesn't need he will not be running around and he will not be like he's just gonna sleep i think i don't know my fear is like what if like you're in line with like a buggy or something you know for a ride or something and the baby starts crying do you feel awkward i mean i would i just i feel like a little bit embarrassed like bringing a baby if that makes sense do you know what i mean Yes. So luckily Jamie was super chill, but there was a time when we, I was just with him alone at this point. Um, and we were going to meet Anna and Elsa and we were in the queue and he was doing fine, but there got to a point where I was like, if this does not happen in the next few minutes, he's going to lose it. You know, like he started really like whiny. And I mean, at that point I was like, I am literally almost there. Like we are doing this, you know? And I, I think it's just as a parent being prepared as much as you can. Um, But there was also a thought where it's like, okay, in my mind, if he got to this certain point, I would find the exit, you know, because if he was starting to scream or cry, then I was like, I'm not going to make all these people around me suffer through this. Mm. But if he's just a little bit whiny and I can kind of like, you know, subdue him, that's another thing. So, you know, I think that I know that people spend a lot on their vacation and going to Disney is really special. Um, so there's a fine line between feeling entitled because you're there yeah, and also exactly of other people. So I mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, it's not just you who's there. So yeah, no. for, for us, if he would have got to that point, I was already looking around for the exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a very good way how you put it, like the fine line between entitlements and um like you don't, I mean, it's your holiday. And I know definitely the American holidays, they are so freaking expensive. So I can't imagine there's a really pressure of like, we are here with our children and we're going to have freaking fun and we're going to do this and yes. we don't care about other people. So I, I yes. can kind of imagine the pressure surrounding that and the money you spent. Um, but okay. Well, I'm very curious to see what it will be like doing it with a baby, first of all. And secondly, with even maybe like a toddler or something. But I do still feel, honestly to God, that I would still want to go, even if it's just with like a girlfriend or with Peter, without my child. Of course. And like, okay, so I, when Jamie was born in August, in November, early November, I went to Disney World for two nights. And again, this month I'm going Mm -hmm. and next month. So it's like, you can also have a child and still... You know, them home with your spouse or with somebody to help and go and still live your life. So if people, um, you know, I did get a little bit of backlash for that. Like you're leaving your your family behind. It's like, hell, heck yeah, I am. Um, I'm still the same person I was and I need my girl time. I need my friend time. I need, you know, I have a job. So you should be able to do it all and not feel, um, not feel, yeah. I mean, I've heard many moms tell me a happy mom is a happy child. So I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. And and I'm only, you know, a mom for six months, but I can already say yes to that. So, yeah. Well, that's why we're best friends because we probably have like the same mindset. I love that. I love that for us. Turning into the mom podcast. (laughs) Well, that was a whoop. Whoa. Language. Wow. My brain is so pooped. But, um. We're going to go to the core of this episode, which we were actually planning on talking about. So Gabby, today we are going to record a two-part episode. So it's just one episode, but we're going to part it up in two things. Um, As you may know, uh, we get a lot of questions about booking and how to do Disney stuff. And since you are a vacationer, I would uh, first of all like to ask you some questions on planning. And then for the second part of our episode, I would love to chat on the difference and similarities of parks of American parks and DLP. Is that okay for you? Yeah, let's do nice. Great. So first question, um, what is a, what, or or what is a vacation planner for Disney or how are you called a vacationer? So what is it exactly that you do? Sure. So this is a great question. And a lot of people, um, assume that, um, maybe we work for Disney, Um, We actually work with Disney. So Disney is a vendor of ours, just like, you know, Universal Studios, or if you were to book another vacation. So we have um, 
like the authority or the ability to work with Disney to book the same kinds of package. Um, we don't charge any kind of fee, but um, we are trained by them um, and we can kind of book anything that you're already going to be doing. Um, we call ourselves vacationeers. Um, you know, it's kind of just like a cutesy title, but people say like travel agent or travel um, advisor or vacationista. So yeah, basically I'm someone who's there helping you, holding your hand, helping you give um, ideas, book your dining, um, keeping you up to date with different timelines and like actionable items. Because as you know, once you plan your trip, there are certain things that can only happen at a certain time. And I'm kind of there to help remind you and give you ideas and, um, you know, may- make you feel less overwhelmed with the whole process. Nice. Nice. Very cool. And why would people like turn to you instead of, um, I mean, you've kind of already answered it, but why would they go and work with you instead of doing it online themselves? Right. So I would say, you know, you could book directly with Disney. If you have any kind of questions, if you have to change your dates, if you have to cancel your trip, if you have mm-hmm. questions, you're kind of just on your own. You don't have anybody. You can ask friends. You can Google. You can spend a lot of hours researching on your own. Um, or you can have personal access to someone like me who, you know, I go to all these parks tons of times every <laughs> single year. So I'm very up to date. We, um, you know, we have trainings all the time. So basically it's like, you know, you could do all this yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you don't want to feel overwhelmed, you have a free option that, you know, it's kind of silly when I even have to explain like why you would use someone. It's like, okay, well, do you want to do everything yourself? Um, and, and we are here for as little or as much as you want. So I know that some people love to plan their vacations. Like that is, they love researching. They want to, you know, it, it excites them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for somebody like that, I could still help you kind of fine tune your details or give yeah. you a suggestion. You know, I'm not here to take over or to plan this no. for you. I'm here to plan with you. I do feel exactly um, like that because as you know, I'm an, like an autistic planner, like, you know, like I, I mailed you before we went um, in September, I think to Disneyland where I was like, okay, Gabby, I want to do these kind of things, this kind of dining package. I don't know. And you were like, okay, now you gave advice and you tried to plan them as much mm-hmm. as you could yourself. So you gave a lot of advice, although I am that person who is very much, we're going to do that, that day. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And there are people like that. And I think that one thing that differentiates like, you know, people who do my job is like, we're not personal assistants. Like we are here to advise you on things. So there is a level where it's like, you do have to take responsibility for your own vacation, which is awesome. Like you came with all those things Yeah, And it's okay if people don't know if they've never been, but you do have to take some kind of responsibility. Like what research did you do? You know, what are you excited for? What can I help you? You know, so for example, I can, I can imagine um, people not taking the care or the time to really prepare themselves for like planning either with or without you. And they could be like, oh, but you didn't tell us about that or this whilst you are somebody who sends these really long emails with a lot of information. And like you said, it's a, it's a shared responsibility because they need to do their little research themselves, right? Right. I mean, and I know the reading is hard. Okay. I know. <laughs> but it's like, but do you want to know what's going on or not? So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So what do you book the most? Are it like packages, cruises, or is it everyday dining at 6 a.m.? Because I always see your stories. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, Rip my sleep. Um, Definitely the most that I book are Disney World packages. I would say out of everything I book, definitely like um, resort and tickets, people going for any length of time, two Mm -hmm. nights, 10 nights, you know, everything in between. But I do also book a lot of cruises, especially now that, you know, pandemic is done. People are like so ready to travel, um, to get on cruises, Disneyland. I I book a lot of Disneyland universal. So basically, 
Um, everything but bread and butter is definitely Disney World. But yeah, I do a lot of 6 a.m. dining, midnight dining. I mean, midnight, you know, if you want to do like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or something like that, things drop yeah. at different times. So I'm okay. up, I'm up all the time. <laughs> Never sleep. Crazy, crazy. What is, um, the most extravagant thing you've ever booked? Oh my goodness. Um, that's a great question. I would say, um, people who go with large families who want to do like a multi-destination trip. So I've had someone who, um, they did like 10 nights at Disney. They did two nights on the star cruiser, which is Disney's, um, star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, specialized hotel. Then they went for another like nine nights at Universal Studios. Nine um, at Universal. What the hell? Yeah. Like a huge trip. Uh, I've also booked just like large packages of like, you know, they want to stay at a three bedroom villa on property with their, you know, extended families. So, and then I also book something where it's like, you know, we are literally just going for two nights and want to go to the yeah. park for one day, you know? So anything and- in between. Do you, I mean, if you can talk about it, what is like, what are the craziest numbers that people pay? Have you seen? Oh my goodness. You know, you, I have not personally booked this high of a concierge, but if you go on a Disney cruise line, if you, there is a special room for concierge guests and it could be $32,000. For how many nights? Oh, four to seven like it, it depends on the itinerary number of nights, but yeah, like, you know, it's not a crazy number. People do pay that. I know people who have paid, um, I have, I have had a family who they did a a VIP tour, two guides for four days in a row. And that's, you know, $6,000 a tour. So they pay $12,000 a day for four days, $24,000 in just tours. (laughs) <laughs> I know that is crazy but yeah. I mean is it crazy though because I do feel um and we'll talk about the American parks um uh, as to the DLP park but I do feel like Americans their yearly holiday is Disney World or Disneyland yeah yeah it's a very different culture and they it is. I mean if you save up for a year or two years I get it um or Americans are just rich I mean I don't know <laughs> Well, I would say to your point, a lot of the families, as we're, as I'm getting to know them, they say this is a once in a lifetime experience. Um, And so I think that they tend to do it bigger because they don't go every year or they don't go several times a year. So, you know, versus us where we go, you know, we always have a trip on the, on the books. On the books. True, true, true. Okay. Um, so you already mentioned this, but people actually do not pay extra, right? When they hire you. Correct. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people do have that question. Well, you're doing all this work, you know, you can't possibly be working for free. Do not worry. I would never work for free. (laughs) Um, basically how it works is whether you book yourself online or if I book, it's the same exact price. Um, but how it works is if you were to book yourself, there's a, you know, an amount that's already in that price that you pay that just goes directly to Disney. Or if you book with me, Disney actually sends me that money um, because I'm helping you. So you're not paying any extra, but you're blessing my family because, you know, you're booking with me and I do get paid on that. um, And you get, you know, help with your trip. So it is a win-win situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you're not a cast member, but what is the best part of your job? Like, how do you feel like you create magic? Oh, I love that. Um, I would say one of the best things about my job is after people travel, um, I send them like a welcome home email mm-hmm. and the number of photos I get of their families, like seeing names put to pictures and hearing how their trip went. And even yesterday I got an email that says there was nothing we felt unprepared for. And it's like that to me is magic because I was able to help make this family's, you know, memories yeah. without actually being there. So I do yeah. love that. 
Um, so yeah, best part of my job, like intrinsically is, you know, those kinds of feedback. Um, but I would also say, you know, I do get certain perks and we have fun company trips that, you know, we plan with the, so So, like next month we're going, you know, our whole agency is going on a cruise together. So, um, yeah. And it's like, I can say that's my job. Sorry, Rob, I have to go. It's my job. (laughs) (laughs) But then also, um, you are, like you said, you're always, I mean, you do this from home. So you're, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say 24-7 reachable, but you kind, I mean, you have a very flexible way of people being able to approach you. Eh? Yes, yes. So I do get people who I chat with, you know, we start planning their trips on Instagram or on Facebook Messenger or texting or, you know, all the different ways. Um, So in a sense, yeah, I kind of have to be 24-7, especially for emergencies. Of course, I do try to have boundaries for myself and my family, but in emergencies, I am always there for you. Even if it's my weekend, even if I'm on my own vacation, I have you know, stepped aside right. and have handled things. So. I, uh, it's not, it's not something we prepared, but, um, you always talk in your stories. Like when I'm on a Disney trip, something Disney drops something like what, what yes, happens? They always there? have. Yes. It, like inevitably, whenever I am going on vacation, Disney drops Gosh. like a promotion, like a sale. And then I have to go in, not, I have to, I get to go into all my reservations and apply the promo and save people money. So, you know, even on this last trip I went before I went to the parks in the morning, I probably spent two hours when I could have been in the parks, you know, applying all these discounts to people. So it's like, it's just the nature of the job and I'm happy to do it because like, I would love to get that discount and I'd love to get an email saying like, Hey, I saved you 150 bucks or $3,000, you know, depending on, you know, those bigger priced trips, they save more. So, so yeah. Definitely always, um, always ready for anything. <laughs> always ready for magic. <laughs> That's right. Um, is there anything you would like to add about your job as a vacationer or something we really as non-vacationers need to know about your job? Sure. I love that. Um, I would say the people may not always see what goes into planning people's trips, um, Tons of research, tons of emails back and forth, um, questions. Um, I think that people probably think like, oh, you have such a fun job, which I do have a fun job, but it is still a job. Um, mm-hmm. I I work every single day. I work um, Saturdays and Sundays, maybe not full days, but I do put hours in every single day. I wake up early. I go to bed late. Um I have hard conversations with people when, you know, their trips need to, you know, something goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just, it's, it's not always pixie dust Glam, and magic. No. There's still like real elements and hard yeah. work and, you know, problems that we have to solve. So it's definitely, um, you know, and, and I don't get, you know, one of the biggest things that people don't understand is how, and when I get paid, um, if someone books a trip for next next year in 2024, I don't get paid until after they travel. So I do all the work for them, you know, and sometimes that happens when people have to cancel their trip. So I don't get paid on anything that I have already helped them with. And so, you know, I was not, I would not have been able to start this job if I didn't have Rob who has a job. Like if, when you start, you're not getting paid for several months because you don't travel tomorrow. People travel six months from now. They travel a year out. So in that sense, you know, you only get paid what you sell. So if you're not, if you're not booking trips, you're not making any money. Yeah. Wow. Um, Just before we move on to the second part of our little episode here, um, you did say, you just mentioned I start talking to people via social media, but you do prefer, I think that people mail you or apply on a form, right? Yes. Thank you for saying that. Um, only because, you know, as everybody knows, a message can get lost, it's even horrible. messages between you and I, and you are, oh. you know, the <laughs> and I will see it, you know, a week later and be like, oh my gosh, sorry. Um, so <laughs> whoever want to reach me, definitely email is the best. 
or we can start the conversation via, you know, text or Instagram, but I will always direct you to like, please let's continue this over email because I'm in my email 24 seven and nothing will get lost there. I will always respond, but I don't ever want to feel like, you know, I'm ignoring someone if I don't see your message. Right. Yeah. Thanks. No, but I think in a professional, I think people forget with social media is in my company as a photographer and business coach and you working for a company, it's so easy to just put it like send a DM. But even when I'm planning with you, I always have the courtesy of uh, sending an email because I do know what it's like getting overwhelmed with these questions. And I mean, if you're listening to this and you want to reach out to Gabby, she loves you. Yes. Even if you send her an email, which is a little bit more dry than just the DM with some emojis. But I mean, it's just easiest for business, right? Right. And I think that that is an excellent point where people, um, you know, this is my career. This is not something that I do for time or on the side. This is what I do. So like as a professional, um, you know, I really need you to send me an email with your dates and not just, you know, an Instagram where, like I said, like I potentially can't see it. And you probably are the same way with your clients when you do photography, where it's like, I would love to work with you, but I can't keep things organized. No. Yeah, and then also, I'm not sure if you get these messages, but I just get like, hey, what's your price? And I'm like, hey, what are you who... thinking of? Yeah. yeah like, but also, like, who mean? are you? Thank you. Yes. Thank you for inquiring. Like, mm, but that's a, that's a whole different conversation. So, right. Okay. Right. And I don't want to, you know, this is not to say like, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, bash anybody because no. I do want to work with you and I would love to, but. it's just it's just being professional and also from your point of view uh you want to really be able to help people and you can't do that in i don't know how many characters a dm actually has but an email is just easy and just like you sent all these links and all these things so email is the way to go or i think you have a form on your link yes i do have a form um, in my Instagram bio. And if you click it, you can yeah. choose Disneyland, Disney world, Disney cruise. Okay. Um, and I might not get to you same day, but within a few days, at least I will get back to you. Yeah. And, and even, if it's not received, then please fill it out again, because maybe there was like a, a break in the language. Yeah. It can always happen. Yeah. But okay. I'm going to make sure that we have your, um, coordinates in our little show notes here so i'm gonna check that with andrea who is the boss of the editing (laughs) or auditing editing editing okay so we're gonna move on to the second part of our episode which is about the american parks um as you may know i mean it's no secret anymore but disneyland anaheim has become my favorite park i have to be honest and gabby i mean DLP will always have my heart, will always have your heart, but what is your number one park if you have to choose between DLP, Walt Disney World, and Disneyland Anaheim? Um, So I would say it has been many years since I have been to Disneyland, but I did grow up on the West Coast. Um, But with that being said, because it has been so long, um, I am going soon, but Mm -hmm. I can't vouch for what it's like today. So hands down, my favorite park is Disneyland Paris. I'm not just mm-hmm. saying that, um, but I think that it is closest to what Walt envisioned. I love Disney World, but I do feel like there's so much going on and it's so much like like more corporate versus Oof, it's, it's a money, yeah. so magical and quaint and um, you know, they made it to be the most like aesthetically pleasing and beautiful park and it definitely it is. So we cannot wait to get back. So, yeah. you know, I may have a different response after I go to Disneyland in a couple of days. Yeah. I'm literally going on Saturday. So um, nice. maybe we'll do a recap. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm very curious to know what your feelings are, because for me, I, I mean, I grew up with Disneyland Paris. You grew up with yes. Disneyland. Yeah. I love Disneyland Paris, but I, I don't like the European culture, although I'm very European. I'm Belgium and stuff, but I... What I appreciate so much about Disneyland is what you just said about Walt's vision for me in Disneyland. And I'm not sure if you're going to get the same feeling. 
But the first time I was there, I felt like Walt Disney himself would walk out of his apartment or walk on Main Street because the time has like it doesn't it doesn't move. It has stood still, and it's so magical because Disneyland Paris, for example, the merch there is so shouty and so European and blah, 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 and you know so. But I, I mean, both parks are amazing, and I do agree that Disney World has is it's a money machine. It's feeding the mouse. Yes, yes, they are always like, what can we do? What can we change? Yeah. And like, I'm a creature of habit. I don't like change so much when it comes to like my classic Disney stuff. So, um, you know, I am protective of those memories as a child. So when things are changing so much, that's why I'm so excited to get back to Disneyland. I will cry for sure. So. Wow. Can't wait to see your stories. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody follow along. I don't know when this is going to air, I think after, but. I, uh, no, this is going to air Saturday just before you leave. The day after. The day before. Yeah. 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 Um, so talking about Disneyland, I know you haven't been in a while, and this is a question you might be able to answer more when you get back. Although as a vacationer, I kind of feel you know the park, Disneyland and uh, DCA, but do you know, do you have any memories as a child of these attractions or rides or things that were there before and aren't there anymore? Um. So when I went, uh, it was still paradise pier so i have not been now that it's pixar pier with all the transformation so what we know now is incredicoaster it used to be california screaming and so i remember um one of my first i think i was maybe in like sixth grade not my first time but i remember we went with a fam like our friend's family and our first ride was california screaming and me and my friend um, we're in the first car and it was like first ride roller coaster, first car going on that ride. And, you know, it was still like fast passes back then. And you would run Oof. around the parks and like coordinate yeah. your day. So definitely something like that. So, you know, now that I'm going on this trip, I'm going to be able to experience Incredicoaster, all of paradise, excuse me, Pixar pier, yeah. um, you know, I went when there was still Tower of Terror instead of yeah. you know, the new Guardians ride. So like I have not right. ridden that. So no. literally there are so many things that are going to be so new for me. All of the new campus, you know, I have not been Oof. there. Yeah, exactly. I've not yeah. been there um, with with that. Um, also, um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was not there when I have been. No, Obviously, I've been to... Um, Walt Disney World and they have yeah. Galaxy's Edge, but I have not seen it and I don't know no. the differences of what it's like in Disneyland. So literally oh it's going to be kind of like a new park to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about like Galaxy's Edge. I But I like, yeah, for me, Walt Disney World was like, oh, it's so big and so much money and expensive. And Disneyland was so cute, even though Galaxy's Edge is quite similar, even if, if it's not just the same. I don't know. But it did, it did feel a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Definitely felt mm-hmm. different. Um, there are some rides that have the same names, like Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain. But they are totally different. Like, I totally. mean, you know, the Paris versions. Um, I almost feel like Europe is way wilder than in Disney um, America. So uh, what do you think when you compare these rides? Oh, we have always said everything is better in Disneyland Paris (laughs) compared to Disney World rides. Now, it will be a good refresher me going back to Disneyland and comparing these two things um, because to be completely honest, I do not remember. But from a standpoint of Disney World and Disneyland Paris, always DLP. So, so much better rides. Like Phantom Manor is better. Hyperspace Mountain is better. Big Thunder Mountain is better. Um, True. Just, just come to DLP. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in Disney World 2017 for the first time with a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, We were standing in line for, I think, Space Mountain. And somebody was like, yeah, it doesn't go upside down. And we were like, wait, what? And we were so confused. What does it do? Yeah. Yeah, because everybody, even at D23, some of, one of one of the actors uh, was like, the Space Mountain is still the ride. It's still original. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's fun. Just, I mean, cause I, I kind of Different. changed my mindset. You're sitting and you have like a lab bar versus like, you're in like an oh. actual poster and you have something that comes down overhead. You know, it's yeah. like, it's a totally different style ride. True. Although when I went to on the ride um, from the guardians, what's it called again? Mm-hmm. Breakout. Uh, breakout. Oof. Uh, wait, no, the roller coaster. Oh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the good with the music. Yeah, the very good. Um, that's the first time I was like blown the frick away. I was like, this is incredible. We don't even have that in Paris. Yeah. I mean, the American parks might be slow, but this ride is wild. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, Rob and I will always probably our favorite ride is still Crush Coaster. So, oh yeah, that is fantastic. That is so fun. I love that. I remember that you, when the parks opened the Disneyland Paris in the morning, <laughs> first thing you did was just run. To those. Yeah, and I know that you're not really supposed to run, but they don't really enforce that in Disneyland Paris. What do they? What like sprinting, like running to the ride? Oh, you're not supposed to do that. Well, they say, I mean, they say you're not supposed to, but they don't stop you. They just like literally wave. And, in like, Paris, like, they don't give a shit. Sorry. For yeah, they're language. pretty wild and yeah. Gross, so true because I, I I remember a voice in intercom in Disneyland. I think like Anaheim, where they were like, "Please do not run to the rides and have a fun." Yeah, time. they will like they will yeah, stay yeah. with the with the rope and they'll just walk behind the cast members. So yeah, they definitely don't want any lawsuits. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, Paris is just like me. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I love American parks so much is definitely the culture. As you know, I love Americans. I want to be an American and I love the <laughs> the vibe. But how do you feel as an American in Disneyland Paris? Because Europeans, that's a different vibe, right? Yes. Um, I definitely felt like a guest, even though it was like I felt like it was most home to me. I still knew that like this was not my park in the sense that like you and some of our friends, like they grew up there. You guys have those pictures, like how I have in Disneyland of me being in that park as a tiny baby. Like this is your home and it's cool that you guys have seen this park evolve. Um, But I'm also really proud of Disneyland Paris because even in the time that I have been there, like our first couple times, like you were still allowed to smoke in the park, you know? Right. Or maybe it wasn't allowed and they had signs, but like people still did it. Like I remember waiting for illuminations and like people were smoking around us. And I remember the first time I went to, to get a hot dog, the cast members behind the counter were just like chatting and messing with each other. And like, we were just standing there kind of like, are they going to come and take our order? Uh uh And it's like, you know, so they've come a long way. Um, and I think that the culture they're really learning, um, and like grasping what, yeah. you know, Disney is supposed to be about. So, you know, True. Um, but that kind of goes with how it was when the parks like Euro Disney first opened, where it was actually rejected by Europe. I know. So yeah, there were actually like protests. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I know crazy hopefully yeah, that answered your question no no it's it's yeah yeah i mean um i can't imagine it's it's a, a very different vibe and like even european like i'm belgian and then these french people cast members can sometimes be super rude although they maybe not feel like they're rude Right. And that's a good point where, you know, people have asked me or they have said they were rude. And I was like, they're not being rude. That's just their culture. That's just, Mm -hmm. they they may not be as have a magical day, you know, it's, but, but that doesn't mean they're rude. Even when we're booking and I'm calling into Disneyland Paris to book someone's trip, I will, you know, sometimes I get an American cast member. Sometimes I get a um, French or European cast member and people have asked me like, you know, some of our other agents, I don't like when I get, you know, the Europeans cause they're rude. I'm like, they're not being rude. They are not being yeah. rude to you. They are just not as bubbly sometimes, you know, they're just I'm like just, doing their job. I'm just wondering people, maybe Americans should watch the series, Emily in Paris. And then yes. yeah. the, what's it, what's her name? I don't know. The woman from the agency 
she is definitely Parisian. Yes. Is, yeah. Uh, this is the vibe. What's her name? I, I was, I'm going to say Vivian, but it's not going to, no. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's she's a special character, though. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Sylvie. Sylvie. Ah, Sylvie. Yes. Oh, watch wow. that. And Sylvie's not trying to be mean. Yeah. No. Maybe she is. It's just who she is. Yeah. Um, so we talked about you as a vacation here, but if people like Europeans, Belgians, French, I don't know, British people, whatever, they want to book a trip to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, how would you suggest? Because we get a lot of questions on like, we we don't know how to plan. And we're like, first of all, we're not vacationers. So we're a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just sent them to the website or we tell them to make a phone call. But how would you, as you being a Disney fan, recommend starting planning? Great question. So I would say first, um, you know, first things first is know what your budget is. You know, yeah. can you actually afford this type of vacation? Um, think of what time of year, just like kind of big picture things. What time of year are you available? Um, are you only available in the summer? Keep in mind crowds in the summer, things like that. Um, are you going with somebody? How many days are you kind of thinking? Keep in mind that um, you can't compare Disneyland Paris to Disney World um, because there are four parks in Disney World. So, yeah. you know, with all the times that I have been, I have not even <laughs> met some of the experiences. I have not even no. done all, you know, all the things. So, you know, I say at least one day in each park. If you're coming at from least. Europe, you know, you want to spend more time there. I, yeah. I definitely get that, um, to, to make your trip worth it. Um, yeah. Where do you, where do you want to stay? Obviously the like more specific things I will help with, but it is kind of like, um, you know, you have to have something in mind. Cause sometimes I do get people who, who say, I just want to come, but I don't know when I don't know how mm-hmm. long. Okay. Well I can only help you plan, but I can't create your, your, no. you know, availability. I don't know when you're no. free. I don't know what your budget is unless you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I think talking about budgets, um, we get a lot of questions <laughs> regarding the cost of Disneyland Paris and when to go when it's cheaper. But to be honest, I always tell people that Disney money is expensive, but it's worth it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but do you have a feeling the Americans, uh, American parks, sorry, have also become more expensive than, for example, DLP this past few post-COVID years? Um, You know, I think that Disney is always going to be very popular. And mm-hmm. especially now, um, they are projecting banner years, banner like, you know, record breaking People yeah. wanting to come to the parks. We just had, or we're finishing the 50th anniversary. Disneyland Paris is doing their 30th anniversary. In Disneyland, yeah. they're doing Disney 100. So, um, you know, the hotels are expensive. I would say ranking the hotels in terms of how expensive they are. Disneyland, their on-site properties, there's only three of them. They're very expensive. Yeah. Um, then I would say... What? I, I just have to laugh at my, I remembered my bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, then Disneyland Paris properties are expensive. And then I would say you have more, uh, better priced Disney world options. So yeah. you can really find something, you know, 150 a night versus Disneyland. You're starting at 450 a night. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, going to Disney is not cheap. Can you do it on a budget? Yes, you absolutely can. But then you're giving up staying on property and being in the Disney bubble and seeing characters in your resort and free transportation. But you can mm-hmm. do it on budget. Even when we went to DLP, we did not stay on site every single time. But we also did trips where we did stay on site. So yeah, yeah. I think it's. Um, I mean, spending money is always a choice, and I think depending on what kind of vacation it is. I mean, we go so many times a year. Mm-hmm. I can't afford 
going every time to Newport Bay or Sequoia or whatever. But for my birthday, I will do that. And then the other times I will do a partner hotel. So yes. And yeah. like if you, so I would honestly say if you are coming from Europe and wanting to do one of the on-site parks, if you're going to Disneyland, staying on-site is not as necessary. We can get you a really close across the street place. But yeah. if you want, like I would always recommend staying at the Disneyland hotel or Grand Californian um, for Disney world, um, for Disney World, if you're a European, I would always hands down recommend staying on property, even if it's yeah, a value. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, Disney World is way too big, I think, unless you have a rental house and a car, I would for sure stay on property. And you're right, there are where for every budget, there is a, a hotel. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. True. Your pennies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, You've talked about you're going to Disneyland, well, this Saturday evening, but um, what are your exact travel plans this year with the Disney parks? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm going to Disneyland this weekend for just the weekend. This was a spur of the moment trip. In March, I'm going on a Disney cruise on the new Disney Wish for a couple nights with our agency. And then we have a couple days in Disney World. And then in April... The baby is doing his first cruise and we're going on an eight night cruise to Bermuda. And so Ooh. we're going to do a family trip in April. And then um, July, we have a trip to Disney World where we're going to stay at Yacht Club. And so that's near Epcot. Um, Beach Club and Yacht Club share the best pool yes. on property. So we're so excited about that. And then in September, we have a Disney land trip planned for the family. And I forgot that in March, I'm also going back to Disneyland um, for like a media event to, you know, show Disney 100. So definitely be following along yes. for all those. And, um, you know, we would love to come back to DLP. And so that is definitely on our radar. I don't know mm -hmm. when. Well, I mean, I'm just wishing you to join us in August for my first baby trip. But I know, like, just only listening to all these... I'm nervous about like, all these trips. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um, is there anything you would still like to say to listeners about planning American parks? Um, is there something you want to tell the world before I let you go? I would say it does not have to just be like a bucket list thing. It could be a, your reality. I can help you. If you have a specific budget, we can make it work. Disney has promotions, um, you know, it, you guys are very blessed to have DLP. We know that we are blessed to have two parks in the States, mm -hmm. um, but they are all so different. Um, especially like we've been talking about the culture in each one of them, like Disneyland, yeah. so many more characters just like walking around and more just like, you know, that spark everywhere. Disney world is more focused on like rides and entertainment. Um, so yeah, I would say if you have any questions, um, if you're serious about booking, let's get in touch. Um, you know, there are even cruises that leave out of Europe, different ports. We yeah. have even um, sailed out of Dover in the UK. Um, so, you know, there's, there's definitely options for everybody, you know, regardless of where you are. So. Yeah. Fantastic. I think for a non uh, classic Disney fan, like we are, I think people don't really know what the options are because there's a million things people can do. So Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you, by the way, just real quick, do you do the Asian parks? That is a great question. We do not yet because they are still not 100% owned by the states. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we do not do the Asian parks. I really do not have any um tips for those parks just no. because we don't, we don't deal with them at all but we have some friends yeah. who have been so definitely gonna ask uh, some of our guests in the future to talk about asia because i have absolutely zero clue and i don't think you do no i don't oh. i've only heard <laughs> stories um and i've heard that they are amazing and i would love to go one day um but yeah zero well, maybe I, yeah. I know maybe that they're like, I... like sardines when our boys are like 12, we can maybe go and then, I don't know. I don't know. Just thinking about the future someday. Yes. 
we will be in DLP. I'm guessing, I'm guessing next year for sure. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, friend. Well, it's been a really great time having you again on the podcast. And thank you for taking your time because something we haven't mentioned is it's your freaking birthday today and you actually took the time to record this podcast because I asked you, are you free on 16th of February? And then I just realized it's your freaking birthday and you just said yes. So thank uh, you for taking the time. I mean, but we also caught up and it was the best yeah. gift catching up with you. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's my birthday. Um, but great. But and you're now gonna... this, this, anytime anybody listens to this, it's going to be my birthday. So that's kind of exactly. Fun. It's your birthday every day, always. That's, that's right. how it is. So, uh, so glad you're going to celebrate as a, I mean, Rob actually made it happen that you're going to go to Disneyland this weekend with a friend. He did. My husband is awesome. So that is incredible. I wish my husband. Ladies and gentlemen, there are amazing guys out there. So yeah. yeah, he did very well. Very proud of him, but I'm very proud of you as well, because in this friendship of, uh, wait, we met, I think in 2019. Yeah. 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 Um, December. December. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been friends for three years and a little bit. So uh, it's, I think it's incredible how we went from baby Gabby and baby Alicia to um, two grown ass women with, well, one son here and one son on the way. It Having is our so families, crazy. So beautiful. Our businesses going. It's uh, yeah. But I can't wait to see you again. Hopefully we will see each other in October when I may come to Texas. Well, probably, but it's another, it's another story, not for the podcast. But um, it was great having you again, Gabby. And uh, yeah, you're welcome anytime. Thank you for having me. And yeah, if you guys have any questions on Disney vacations, I'm your girl. I've helped nice. a lot of people who listen to this podcast already. Um, wow. Yeah. So thank you for, for, you know, having me on previously. And I've, yeah, I've, I appreciate people who have already booked with me because there are a lot of people who have even already traveled um, or who have, um, you know, travel yeah. in the books who, um, who are from Europe, part of this podcast. So nice. Incredible. Well, friends, I hope um, you enjoyed this little episode with it. Um, if you have any questions for Gabby, please mail her regarding business. If you want to just reach out to her and say how good she did on the podcast, please do. Cause a compliment today keeps the doctor away. Wish her a happy birthday. Although Saturday, it won't be a birthday anymore, but you can still wish her a happy birthday. And uh, yeah, tag along email. with email. You don't have to actually like physically mail me. You can email me. Email. Oh, did I say mail? I'm sorry. That's yeah. my poopy brain. Yeah. That's like email. your mail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we do say a lot like send me a mail, but it's yeah. email. Yeah. Um, okay, well, tag along with Gabby this next few months because she's going on some awesome trips. I'll just be here with the baby being very jealous. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing all your stories, Gabby. And I love you a lot. And I think the people who listen to it will love you also. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.